Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you. Today is Friday, November 13th, and Week 10 is upon us. The Jags are headed to Lambeau Field to face the Green Bay Packers. Coming up, reaction to Jake Luton's debut last week and the Week 9 loss to the Texans. Another change at kicker and an inside look at the Green Bay Packers. Let's start with the aftermath of last week's 27-25 loss to the Texans. Quarterback Jake Luton made his NFL debut, and he flashed with that strong arm on an opening drive, 73-yard touchdown. It was a beautiful deep ball to DJ Chark. Monday afternoon, head coach Doug Marone said it was nice to see the deep ball ability by his rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think he was about, I don't know what his exact number is, four out of seven or five out of seven on, on our potential shots, you know what I'm saying, going down the field, which is pretty good, you know, something to build on. But um, I would say, yeah, that, that was a good job. I think that, you know, that does happen quite a bit. You know, the one thing you don't want to be a short, so you see a lot of overthrows um, when guys are early. And that's what you, you try to get in practice. I mean, you know, that's how you want to train them. You want to train them to get the ball out there and let those guys run underneath it. Luton also had at least three passes that should have been intercepted. But in the final three minutes of the game, Luton led a touchdown drive capped off by a 13-yard score on the ground that featured Luton throwing a stiff arm and spinning pass to second defender. The two-point try fell short, though. Luton has plenty to build upon moving ahead. Uh, you know, watching the tape, I think just continuing to work through my reads fast and uh you know getting from one guy to the next i think is something you know i can i can continue to build on but uh you know there's lots of things lots of you know small footwork things footwork in the run game and and reads that you know we can just keep cleaning up week to week and and uh you know hoping hopefully to to build on that this week offensive coordinator jay gruden showered luton with praise for how he handled the week nine outing especially considering everything leading into it i thought for his first game ever with limited reps, I thought he did an outstanding job, really. I mean, if you think about how much you talk about being a quarterback and how repetition is king, and for him not to get any since training camp, and even in training camp, he got few and far between for him to step in his first NFL game and stand in there and, and take some shots and make some throws. I thought it was uh, really incredible. Uh, not many guys in their first game with that limited exposure can step into a, a step into the fire like that and perform like he did. On the defensive side, the Jags showed some different rotations on the line, most notably with Doug Costin getting a start and significant playing time at defensive tackle. The Jaguars' pass rush had their best day of the season, two sacks of Deshaun Watson and a number of pressures. For head coach Doug Marone, the improvement is nice, but it still isn't enough. I do see improvement. It's obviously not at the rate that we need. You know, these guys are working hard. We have no issues, you know, within in the building, um, you know, which gives us a chance. And they're playing hard. You know, how much better we can get them in, in this period of time um, and try to win as many games as we can, that's, that's exactly what we're trying to do. I don't want to be that guy that comes out and after, you, you know, lose a game and it's like, oh, we're getting better. People don't want to hear that crap, at least my opinion. On to Monday afternoon, and that means Jaguars happy hour with Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, and yours truly. We always recap the game, but as you always know, Pete's perspective is a little bigger than one game in one week. The best possible outcome from Sunday. It couldn't have, it couldn't have been any better. You saw a quarterback who gave you some hope. Maybe, maybe he can be something. We'll see. It's too early for that, right? They... Some young players showed progress. I thought there were some young players who stepped up. And the two-point play, play was no good. That's the greatest thing in the world. And the, oh, and let me add on top, the Giants won. It's, and now I, you need the Jets to win tonight. It'd be a good I was, weekend. I was going to say, it might have been said in the press box. I might have overheard someone saying in the press box. I will not name names that 
That was the greatest. You could not ask for a better outcome. And I'll add some things. So if you're a fan of the Jaguars, not a better outcome. Um, quarterback was fun. Game was fun. It was competitive. You're in it the whole time. It's back and forth. And you lost. And you maintained your draft position. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the Giants won. For the it's record, so bad to, I was not in the so press box. To, it's so bad to say that. Because you hate, I, as a player, everything in me goes crazy about that. Like it hurts that I'm even saying it. But I heard someone say that, and I'm like, I, you I, said it. Argue. You huh? said it. Yeah, it was you probably Tony. Yeah, he's now a media member. About? I said it. Media member. I said, you said it. I never you know said he's media doing? member. He's doing. He's doing like every other media member in the country now does. <laughs> I heard said sources said say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, heard in the area. <laughs> yeah, it was heard in the area. It came out of your mouth. <laughs> of course, you heard it. <laughs> oh, uh, right, JP. AJP. Yes. Heard in the area. Heard in the box. Sources yeah. said. Somebody sources said. Say... Who is that? Yeah, that's him. He's the that's source. Him. He's on the wall. No. He's the source. Of course. Okay. Not the maybe, source. Maybe you and somebody else said it, but you said it too. You uh, nodded your head Pete. in agreement. You didn't agree? Uh, uh, what are you saying? I, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> More from Jaguars Happy Hour later in the week coming up. When we return, another kicking change for the Jags. Mike Spofford of Packers.com provides insight to Aaron Rodgers and Mercedes Lewis. Plus our big game Jaguar picks of the week. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jags Broadcast Week Interview Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. Be sure to catch Jags at home, an interactive second screen experience on Jags game days featuring Ashlyn Sullivan and Eric Dunn. Each game day, you'll have a chance to win $10,000 in cash and prizes and visit jagsathome.com for more information on how you can play and you can win. One of the early season issues for the Jags was in the kicking game, of course. Josh Lambeau suffered a hip injury and then all heck broke loose the next few weeks with a revolving door of kickers. Lambeau returned in L.A. before the bye and played again last week. Unfortunately, he re-injured his hip during the onside kick try at the end of the game, and he was placed on injured reserve for a second time, ending his 2020 campaign. So, here we go again. The Jags have signed Chase McLaughlin off the Vikings practice squad. He's appeared in 11 career games for the Colts, Chargers, and 49ers, all of those last season, and he's 18 of 23 on field goals and a perfect 26 of 26 on extra points. Due to COVID-19 testing and protocols of getting someone in the building, he will not be available to kick on the Jags practice field until Saturday, just before boarding the plane to Green Bay. This week, head coach Doug Marone explained that there isn't much coaching that has to happen to get a kicker ready to go. You know, but it's the one position that you really don't have to, you know, spend time getting him ready from schematic standpoints and everything like that, like an offensive player, defensive player. Um, you know, you have two extremes, you know, one would be the quarterback, you know, trying to get him ready. One would be probably, you know, a safety or a linebacker trying to get him ready. And then obviously, you know, I probably think that, you know, getting your, your kicker, because your punter is your partner has a little bit more on his plate 
you know what I'm saying, as far as protection schemes and what we're doing and everything of that nature. If things go awry between Friday and game day, the Jaguars could use punter Logan Cook for field goals or even elevate John Brown from the practice squad. Now to this week's game against the Green Bay Packers. Jaguars quarterback Jake Luton was nine years old when Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was a rookie. So throughout his football-watching years as a kid and a teenager, Rodgers succeeded Brett Favre and immediately made an impact on the league and on Luton, who finds it hard to believe he's sharing a field with him Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty surreal. Uh, as a guy I have a lot of respect for. You know, I was a big fan of growing up and a and, uh, huge fan of his game. You know, a lot of the things that he does, no one else you know, really can do. He's, he's a, he's a wizard with the football, you know, in a lot of ways. And, and, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of respect for him. It'll be really exciting to get out there and, and get to play ball against him. Luton has 69 NFL snaps in one NFL game. Aaron Rodgers has played in 189 NFL games, and he needs 127 passing yards to move into 11th on the league's all-time passing yardage list. It's hard to find a bigger difference in experience. On Jags Drive Time Thursday morning, Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton visited with longtime Packers.com writer Mike Spofford to hear how Rodgers is playing later into his career and what kind of role that the best tight end in Jaguars history now has in Green Bay. Is Rodgers at the peak of his game? What have you seen from the quarterback this season? Yeah, well, he's definitely in a different place this year compared to last year when he was learning a brand new offensive system for the first time in his career under head coach Matt LaFleur. This second year under LaFleur, you can just see the comfort level that Rodgers has in the offense. And it's permeated throughout the, the rest of the unit as well. He's, uh, he's just grown so much more accustomed to all the pre-snap motion and the other things that are a part of LaFleur's offense that weren't a part of Mike McCarthy's <laughs> offense. And um, it's really showing on the field that that comfort level he has. And with Rodgers having 24 touchdown passes at the midway point of the season, that actually puts him on pace for a career high. Uh, he had 45 touchdown passes in his first MVP year of 2011, and he's on pace for 48 this year. So, uh, so he's off to a, a pretty special start. Mercedes Lewis, who the Jaguars allowed to walk after the 17 season, and it looks like he has steadily grown into, he's always been dependable, but he's grown into, I don't want to say a favorite target, but a dependable target for Aaron Rodgers, a guy who has made a significant contribution in his time there in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, the Packers don't use Lewis a whole lot in the passing game, quite frankly. But what Matt LaFleur really likes about him is the blocking that he provides on the edge, which is a, a key part of what he likes to do offensively with running the the jet motion stuff back and forth. And Matt LaFleur will put uh, not just two, but sometimes three tight ends on the field at one time. And if the scheme ends up leaving Mercedes Lewis one-on-one -on -one with a top edge rusher uh, on the outside, he's totally fine with that. They trust him to be able to execute those blocks and, and, uh, and not let things, uh, you know, fall apart just because uh, it's a tight end, you know, blocking against a, against a top flight pass rusher. So, they really, really like what Lewis brings to this offense and even more so to the locker room. Ever since he walked in here, he, he, be, he became a leader. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, he doesn't say a whole lot from what I understand, but when he does talk, everyone listens. He has that respect of everyone in the locker room. He certainly got that respect from Aaron Rodgers immediately when he arrived in Green Bay, and that's only continued to grow. Jags Drive Time airs Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on Jaguars' social channels.
Now back to Wednesday's Jaguars Happy Hour. Each week, NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks, John Osher, and I pick our big game Jaguars of the week. Yes, the Jaguars, we think, could have a big game this week. Plus some final thoughts about how this game could go Sunday at Lambeau. Time now for Big Game Jaguar. We pick our Jaguar to have a big game on Sunday. This week, it's at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, in case you've just joined us. The Jaguars are facing the Green Bay Packers this week in Week 10. Bucky Brooks, get us started with your Big Game Jaguar. We've already talked about him early in the show. Miles Jack has to be the Big Game guy. Like When we come into this, the, the only guy who can erase and nullify uh, Aaron Rodgers is Miles Jack by knocking Aaron Rodgers around. And the games that teams have had the most success against the Packers, it's been because they've been able to get around Aaron Rodgers and make him uncomfortable. Miles Jack is the designated playmaker for the Jaguars. He has to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable in the pocket. 11 tackles a week ago. John Osher, who you got? This is a leap of faith because he struggled last week. And I'll confess, I chose C.J. Henderson, the cornerback, because, it, you know, He's going to be under huge pressure this week, Devontae Adams. No matter who he covers, it's going to be a big-time challenge to Aaron Rodgers over there. But I guess I wanted to use it. Bucky, he struggled on paper last week. How much is he struggling? What's his future? Can he recover from this? Where is he at right now, and what do you see for him going forward, CJ? I think eventually he's going to be fine. I, I think like most young players, even high draft picks, He's finding out the speed and the tempo is a little different in the National Football League. He's also finding out that when you're on the island in the National Football League and you're perceived to be a number one corner, you can get everyone's best shot. And so I think his biggest issue to me is focus, the ability to focus down in, down out, to be able to do the technique consistently, to be able to play with the urgency and intensity that is necessary. You could say a lot of things about Jalen Ramsey when Jalen Ramsey was there, but Jalen Ramsey showed you what a top corner looks like when he competes on a down-by-down -down basis. We need C.J. Henderson to up his intensity, his urgency, and his focus to be a number one uh, cornerback, not only for this team, but to be a premier one in the league. Matchup for him this week, uh, C.J. Henderson for John Osher. I'm going to go in the running game, and James Robinson had 99 yards and a touchdown a week ago. And to use the reference from earlier, you know, if the Jaguars can use the shot clock and slow down the game and maybe play a 55-50 basketball-type yeah. game, slow it down, eat the clock, keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline sipping Gatorade, James Robinson. And if they can get a couple shots early, open it up. It opens it up for James, I think, to, to have a nice day. Though the Packers are okay against the run, at least statistically. Uh, I think this is James Robinson's type of day on the frozen tundra. So there you have it. Big game Jaguar. I've got James Robinson. Osher has C.J. Henderson. Bucky has Miles Jack. Tough task like this it. week, gentlemen. Jags. I like it. Packers. Oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one. But, hey, go up there and play your best game. Right, John? Oh, no. No. Okay. No, Throw it. No. no, no, no not no, gun it. No. But he's got to be a effective, Bucky. He has, he F, has to F, be effective F, when they have him throw it. Absolutely not. Like, look, he's going to out-duel Aaron Rodgers, Bucky. To, to, to use the basketball analogy that we've talked about, this is a game early on. I'll know by the game plan if we're on the right pace. If Jake Luton is snapping the ball before there are five seconds left on the play clock, we're all wrong. This should be one where we're trying to reduce the number of total possessions in the game from the jump. Drain it all the way down. If we could be a spirit animal, we need to be a turtle. 
We need to play slow, slow, <laughs> slow. The Jacksonville Terrapins this week face the <laughs> Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Jaguars Happy Hour airs Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday on the Jags' social channels. The Monday and Wednesday shows are also on 1010XL AM radio in Jacksonville. So we're ready. The 6-2 and two Green Bay Packers entertain the 1-7 and seven Jacksonville Jaguars Sunday at Lambeau Field. Kickoff set for 1 o'clock Eastern. On Radio Sunday, the Publix Tailgate Show kicks off at 10 a.m. We'll hear from Jags quarterbacks coach Ben McAdoo about Jake Luton's debut and how he's handling it in his second week around. Plus, Fox Sports analyst Brock Hewitt is scheduled to join us for his take on Luton versus Rodgers. At noon, Jaguars Radio Network coverage takes over with countdown to kickoff. It's a one o'clock kick, and of course, after the game, Jaguars postgame presented by TIAA Bank with Mike Dempsey, Fred Taylor, and yours truly. And then we'll take your calls on the scoreboard show. NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks joins us each week. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. <laughs>